This week's episode of Talking to Mod is sponsored by the Coffee Mod. Don't just dress like an ace face, drink like one too. They're also giving our listeners 15% off when you use the promo code MAGICMOD15. So what are you waiting for? How are we doing everyone and welcome to episode 26 of Talking to Mod. Now today we have the fantastic artist Laurie Wright. You may have seen him performing on the streets of Camden and I tell you what, if you haven't, you must have seen these Oasis covers because they went viral across every social media platform. He's got a voice a bit like Steve Marriott and I can't wait to get speaking to him. So ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax and enjoy episode 26 of Talking to Mod. How's it oh, going? You alright? I'm all good, brother. You? Good to see you. Yeah. Fucking hell, what's going on with the light? No, listen, don't worry about that. The barnet is looking fresh. It's all right, isn't it, mate? And yours? How are you? I'm very well, mate. I'm very well. What have you been up to, man? Just uh, writing, getting ready to do the second album. Getting out of this fucking night. I'm going to rear. Just getting ready to do the second album, doing rehearsals. Looking that in. And, um, yeah, just doing that, really. How about yourself? What have you been up to? Same, mate. Obviously, not songwriting and doing rehearsals, but plenty of practicing and, and doing shows up and down, like UK, Belfast, Ireland. Yeah. You know, it's it's been good, mate. It was a good way to end the year, to be honest. And then a couple of weeks off to prepare for, you know, the oncoming storm of gigs and all that. But it's it's always good to have a few t- few weeks off and just mentally prepare yourself. That's isn't it? it, man. Yeah, yeah. And congrats on the Magic Circle thing as well, mate. That's fucking amazing. Top man, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a bit mental, that, isn't it? I didn't really... I thought I'd go for it, you know. It's one of them things, like, if I get in, I'll tell everyone about it. If I didn't, no one would fucking know. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, by, by luck... Well, I'm not going to say by luck, because that's putting yourself down, but, you know, just happy enough to be in it, man. It's brilliant. Through hard graft. You make your own luck. Of course you do, you mate. No, no one's going to give it to you, are they? you just got to tread light and see where it takes you but you did a you had a bit of a lively one on new year's eve didn't you yeah 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 it was wicked with uh talent bank the promotion company that was our first thing with them uh at the fiddler's elbow camden with the molotovs and uh it was near enough sold out we only got it on sale in the middle of december so it's pretty hard work getting the tickets sold out but we had over 100 in there and it's only 150 caps so it was really decent uh, but with the pressure being off of it being such a last-minute thing, something just happened where it just went different. You know, when, like we did the Underworld in October, sold it out, but I built up to it for like a year, like 10 months on sale. And by the time I got on stage, like I had a great time, but there was so much pressure in my head. There were a couple of moments where I thought, fucking hell, I'm not really in this um, 100%. But New Year's Eve, mate, just fucking... Oh, it was one of the best times I've ever had on stage, mate. And we did like, so me and my band did a set, then the Molotovs, and then we all got on the stage at the end for an hour and doing covers. So we did like Small Faces, Shalala Lee, um, Oasis, some might say, 
into teenage kicks, into fucking twist and shout just after midnight. Do you know what I mean? Just like fucking come on. And it was uh yeah, it was mid. Absolutely mid. Brilliant, mate. I've seen I've seen a lot of footage uh clips, you know, social media is a wonderful thing and uh if you're not there you're lucky enough to relive that moment and um I've seen a few and it, it looks heavy, mate. It definitely looks heavy. <laughs> yeah. I've got a couple of decent reels to share from it. I'm just biding my time with it because we had this to promote and obviously the thing down the Marquis starting um, Sunday. So I wanted to get keep it free for that. But there's some mental ones of like some might say mm. fucking God knows. But yeah, it was good fun, mate. Is, is that that boozer down um, Covent Garden? Mm. You've got a little residency going on there now, isn't Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The first one is, like, I, I hadn't actually been in there. I just heard really good things, like Dino from the Rifles drinks in there. <laughs> Wait, listen, listen, in there. Dino from the Rifles drinks anywhere, mate. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's just a well-decent mob pub in Covent Garden. And fucking, uh, I just heard good things and went down there just for a drink. And Tommy was like, Tommy's the landlord. Mm. And he was like, oh, how do you feel about Sundays doing a coming in doing some music and I was like yeah definitely and he was like do you want to do this Sunday so I was like yeah sound uh so that starts this Sunday and um it's gonna be mint mate like four till seven smashing out all the fucking all the bangers all all uh all the covers all the originals and just having a bit of a bit of a knees up really but yeah I really like it in there man that is a, it's a cool vibe I'm landlord always it was uh, it I mean, they followed me on my socials for a while, and he's always like, "Come down, check it out." And Dino was always like, "Come down, check it out." But I, I never really—it's one of those things. When you're in London, there's so many places to go, you just completely forget. But um, yeah, now it looks mega. Like they've always got a vinyl on and all that. It just looks like a proper boozer, and uh, it would yeah. have been somewhere where I probably wouldn't have left for about seven days straight, <laughs> mate. I tell you. But you that's know. it. Yeah. <laughs> but that's where. Uh, where about are you then? Where do you live? I'm in Belfast now mate oh fair play yeah, yeah you so, live in belfast yes. are you on tour no oh, no no right. no no live this is uh yeah this is my tour bus uh, <laughs> this is the nice. uh the mod hq as they say so um yeah yeah, yeah move down there lines on the tour bus like i know mate right going up in the world yeah we've got um now moved over here and i've got my little boy are we lonnie yeah. so family and that and uh yeah but do you know what most of my gigs are still back over in in london and that mate you know uh although i have been very lucky over here i've done a lot of good shows um fell in with the right people mm -hmm. played fucking the sse arena in december which is the biggest venue in northern man. ireland you know what i mean amazing Holds, i don't know how many 11 12 000 or something like that but wow. they, they they brung the stage halfway so it was like five six i, I don't know the full you know what i mean i didn't Jesus. stand there and start counting people but some of the photos were were mega mate absolutely Insane, incredible man. That's but that's, you know, it's a bit like your, with your act, though, you know, your, um, I mean, the way I discovered you is, I don't think you actually know this, I mean, you might do, I might have told you this, but I, I actually saw you busking years ago, years ago, mate, on the uh, streets of Camden, oh, really? and uh, I watched you for a bit, and then, you know, when you, you go away and you think, fuck, what was that fella's name? I can't remember. <laughs> it was one of them, mate, right? Yeah. Also, I was probably on an all-day bender at the time. Probably because me it was too. Five odd years if it ago. was Camden years oh, ago. <laughs> mate, that was the place to go, though, wasn't it? Tell me yes. about it. But I remember, and then and then I saw the cover you did for um, the Oasis cover, and I was like, this is that fella. 
and then started following you again and all that. So again, the powers of social media bring people together, mate. But would you say working on the streets of Camden, that was like your, that's where you felt most at home? Yeah, for sure. Like, uh, I just started going up there. I had some mates who were squatting, squatting there like 10 years ago. And it was a bit like, no, it was 10, 11 years ago. And it was a bit more like before they turned, it all nice like do you know what i mean like it was a bit bit crazier and stuff like that um so we used to go there and just fucking they had a couple of squats there was one by the world's end oh yeah on the other side of the road like on that side and we used to just cause fucking chaos on the roof there and stuff they're always going busking uh just acoustically back then and it sort of became like my home for better or for worse definitely for worse like good vibes and everything but I, I just got swallowed up by it all you know lots of fucking crack and just just do all that bollocks and just all day every day drinking and um and that kind of stuff but you know good times as well it wasn't all fucking it wasn't all shit <laughs> no no it's you know i think everyone's got to tell a story and live a life and i did um it was a good you remember dapper laughs you remember him? who dapper laughs the comedian. Oh yeah, that yeah, that rings a bell. So I did, I did a uh, podcast with him about sobriety, right? And he come up and said something like, "I think we're all allocated to a certain amount of drink or drugs throughout our life, and it all depends on how much you use it all." And he said, yeah, yeah, "People yeah. like me and you are probably fucking blown it out straight away." And I was like, "I never really looked at it like that, but especially in the industry we're in, right? It's everywhere, isn't yeah. it? And it's, it is rife. And as you said, it can swallow you up, mate. Yeah. But I mean." And How does. old are you now? 32. So I'm 33. And uh, uh, let's mention, if you don't mind, you've been sober for... Four years. Four years, that's, one month now. That's brilliant, man. That is absolutely brilliant. Cheers, man. Uh, uh, 18 months. Oh, amazing, 18 months. mate. Fucking yeah. banging. But that's would, well good. Would you Feels say, good, doesn't it? Oh, it's better than sex, man. <laughs> but, uh, like... Yeah, and sober sex, funnily enough, is better than <laughs> fucking piss sex. <laughs> But it's like, um, would you say, I mean, you probably noticed a massive difference in your performing ability in terms of your songwriting and just your all-round live performances. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, I always thought I was the bollocks before. And I think I was all right. But what I used to think is I was way more mental than I was on stage. Looking back at footage now, I'm quite rigid because the cocaine just fucking... Oh, the, the shit cocaine fucking like pins you to the fucking spot going like Arr. and um i wasn't as mental as what i thought i was all the madness was just going on in my head as soon as i like cleaned up a bit and fucking you know stopped all that bollocks i was way more mobile way more agile voice way better obviously mm. um way better on stage songwriting way like way more of it i think i wrote some good stuff not actually pissed and on drugs but during that time but writing more good songs and uh since being sober definitely and um just seeing the fucking mornings without it being the night before do you know what i mean <laughs> i mean how, how deadly was it when you're still up and you can hear the birds outside and it's just starting to get light and you think yeah what the fuck am i doing yeah. here do you know yeah. what i mean i remember when i was living in brighton like pranging out thinking the seagulls were like chatting and all that bollocks like thinking they're fucking having a go at me and stuff and i was like they're definitely not 
They're just seagulls. But you're like, but you're the, the fact you're even having that fucking conversation in your fucking head, and then you don't think, oh, I better pack this in for years and years and years. Anyway, no, no. I mean, you know, I listen. It does some weird stuff to you. I thought it'd be a good idea because they did it in Quadrophenia to sleep under the uh, the fucking pier, Brighton, oh, with my yeah, Parker, yeah. right? So me and my mate would bang on it, and we were like fuck it we, we might as well just lay down here he had his park or i had mine and we got under there and it was fucking baltic mate absolutely freezing right and we're yeah. both there like what the fuck are we doing here do you know what i mean let's just get the train home like it's, it's just weird things you do when you're off it do you know what i mean and yeah. um i mean i don't know if you if there's many footage of you when you when you're off it and you look back and you go jesus christ yeah. do you know what i mean because i there's a there's a gig i did and i thought the gig went well well uh, and this only come to light probably a couple of years years after that I did the gig, and um, I watched someone filmed it, and it come up as a memory on on Facebook, but only as I said about two years after. And I watched it back, and I was like, Jesus Christ! Like people were laughing, loving it, and the tricks were going right, but I just looked like I looked like I was Stevie Wonder singing, "Isn't She Lovely?" Like my head was going all over the place wearing this <laughs> pair of sunglasses. Do you know what I yeah. mean? And I'm like. That's when you've got to, you know, evaluate your life and go, do you know what I mean? It's either the party or the career, man. But you've seen to, I've noticed a lot, you've, you've been doing some great things, mate. And um, the music you've been bringing out is being class. And I mean, that's got to be a great, that's, that's got to be great for yourself as well, though, yeah. isn't it, mate, when you're bringing out something? Definitely, mate. Like, especially given that, well, now, now like, with sort of tongue-in-cheek looking back at it, I can say, like, well, that 12 years, we'll call it research <laughs> for the first album. And the, and the first album, it does have a bit of a theme of, like an unofficial theme of drugs and coming off drugs and alcohol and all that. But um, yeah, I, could, I don't think I could have done it uh, without, the, without the, the music or, or at least something to obsess about to really perfect, try and perfect the art of. Like you've got your magic and... Um, and I do feel for some people that I know or people I've known who, who haven't got that thing um, and they, they find it hard to... Because as addicts, we will transfer our addictions onto other things. Like it could be exercise, fucking food, work, whatever. But if you can transfer it onto a, a craft to master... Um, especially if you're, it's already your favourite thing to do other than drugs. <laughs> like, uh, then you know it's win-win, and I think me and you have got like we're we're blessed to have that that positive thing to to look towards to get us through, um, and I fucking love it. No, good, and long may that continue, yeah. brother. I remember yeah, seeing a um, what was the magazine where it had Susie and the Banshees on the front, and they did a write-up about you. The Viva La Rock magazine. That's it. That's it. And I remember when you were reading through it. You said it's nice for people just to talk about the music, other yeah. than the and and I, I do you know what I mean? It's a little thing like that, but I actually felt that and I thought fucking hell because, you know, I know exactly what that means. Some people will be like, "What the fuck's he on about?" But it's similar to like, for instance, Pete Dockett. You're right. I've been very lucky to have been on a Libs tour with him and then to have done the solo tour yeah. with him. I've spent yeah, wow. spent spent fucking loads and loads of time with him in between What's that. Like? And the... absolute gentleman, mate. And yeah. um, in my opinion, one of the most talented songwriters in the yes. world, but not just Do, not just in the UK, in the world, mate. But yeah. that gets overshadowed.
by his background in drugs abuse and that, right? Yeah. And but there was times like when I just watched him on the tour bus and he picked up this acoustic guitar and he started singing fucking Fuck Forever by the Baby Shambles out of nowhere, right? And I'm looking at him thinking, this is like, the geezer is so talented, it's unreal, right? And yeah. luckily, we're so lucky to be in a world where we can watch him live, do you know what I mean? It's a bit like, yeah. I've always wanted to see the jam live, never saw it, saw Paul Weller's the closest thing. Yeah. And... But uh, one day people are going to look back and go, Pete Dockett, one of the best songwriters ever. Like, and yeah. amazing how he is. And do you know, one of the last I just, two rock stars, or maybe the last, really. I, I mean, he seemed to have sort of cleaned his act up a little bit. Um, did you watch the documentary with um, Louis? Yeah. Louis Theroux. Yeah, yeah, Brilliant. yeah. Really interesting. It was, it was quite heartbreaking as well. Like, but re like, well interesting. Like, I loved, I loved watching it. Um, yeah, like he was the reason, him and Carl were the reason I picked up a guitar, you know, 14 years old. My brother got me both their albums, the Libertines uh, albums, and straight away, I wasn't playing guitar, and I just listened to him and I was like, Mum, could I, could I have a guitar? <laughs> I was just like, what do you have a guitar for? I was like, just want to, do you know what I mean? I, <laughs> I just want to do this. Uh, and then, yeah, just went from there, really, mate, like learned all their tunes. And then started writing my own, and then like Arctic Monkeys come out, and mm. you know then then there was that as well. Love them, but like it all stemmed from them. And I think so many of our generation, it was the Libertines. It was, and a lot of those bands, even Arctic Monkeys, probably cite them as a as a influence. Like you know, yep, incredible, absolutely. Just did, didn't you meet Carl recently? Was he at the yeah, gig in yeah. New Year's Eve? It wasn't New Year's Eve. It was no. uh, oh. our Christmas dude. Dan was at his bar in Margate, Justine's. Yes, yes, and, right. Uh, that makes sense. For the Songbird Showcase with Sally Newman. Sally, if you're watching, legend. Or Carl, if you're watching, legend. Unlikely, but hello, Carl, if you are. <laughs> There's bound to be a uh, Carl watching. Yeah. yeah. But uh, we, yeah, we went down there, Justine's Margate. It was us and the Molotovs double headliner and it was just blinding mate and luckily I there'd been whispers that he was about and I knew he was coming so he said um, but it was a good job I didn't see him till the second to last tune of our set because it wasn't that thing of our oh, fucking hell Carl's going to be watching this I better not fuck up I only saw him when I'd already done well do you know what I mean yeah, so yeah. I was like ah oh, there yeah, yeah. fucking hell um, you know cheers Carl and all the rest of it and it was a it was a really cracking gig and he's a true gent. He got on the stage and like had a chat to us and was asking questions about our tunes as well, which was which was really nice. Um, but yeah, man, yeah. legend. Yeah, Carl, Carl's an absolute gentleman, mate. Um, short story: um, that when I was in Nambuka, now where's that? Is that Holloway Road? Yeah, 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 yeah. We, is it still? Have they closed down or is it still? I wouldn't know, but. There was a picture on the wall of uh, Carl Barrett, Liam Gallagher, and I was the third person, the Magic Mud, no right? Way. And that's, yeah, straight up. That story was, I can't think what it was. I think it was something to do with this feeling. I might yeah. be wrong, but I think it was. And um, 
Carl, I was standing with Carl, we were watching this band. The DMAs were playing. They had the DMAs nice. and it was like this live thing. And uh, I looked over and this geezer looked like Liam Gallagher. And I said to Carl, get on this one. That geezer, he didn't even look the spitting image of Liam Gallagher. And he went, yeah, that's because it is. <laughs> like that, like what? And then um, he introduced me to him and um, just mental, mate. Absolutely mental. And um, he said to me, am I in a band? I said, listen, mate, I make a better sound with a guitar if I throw it down the fucking stairs. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's something I've always wanted to, to do. You know, similar to yourself, I had heroes in music. Mine was Paul Weller, but um, yeah. I couldn't get the angle bit, mate. I'll leave it to the professionals. And I mean, how much practice did you put in to be to the standard you are? Not even that, sorry, but to where you've got the confidence to then go on the streets It was like eight, perform. It was like eight hours. I'd get home from school. And I'd go straight to my room. Before, before that, I was playing like fucking San Andreas on PS2. Yes. And all that bollocks. But yes. as soon as I get... But yeah, it's mint. Love a bit of San Andreas. But when I got a guitar, it was like, fuck the PS2. And I'm so glad, right, I did that. Because then it was just as soon as I got home from school, straight up to my room, bang, close the door, CDs on, fucking guitar. Let's work out what this is. And I had one of the first ever apps on a phone. It was at... I don't know if you remember the Sony Walkman flip phone. Yeah, remember yeah, that one? yeah. Orange. This, yeah, yeah, not yeah. The, the one that did that? Yeah. It like uh, that? No, it didn't do that. It just fucking... Oh, I, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. This one, and you flip it up like that as well. It's a fucking weird thing, And it thing, had this man. thing on it called Music Mate. And um, I, I, I had a look on it, and it taught you where to put your fingers on the guitar for each chord. And I was like, fucking class. So I fucking learned how to do chords like that. And then just kind of listening... When it's like Libertines or Oasis or whatever, it's not exactly jazz, so you can fucking work out what's going on. And then um, just like eight hours a day, mate, doing that early Kings of Leon, first three albums, Arctic Monkeys, just every single day in my room going bang, bang, bang. As soon as I learned how to do the guitar, I knew I could sing a bit. So I was like, right, now I've got to learn how to sing and play guitar together. That wasn't long, figured that out. And then I was like, right, let's just go out on the street and start busking. So Brilliant. went out and then uh, in my school uniform. So I used to take my guitar to school and then just leave school, go straight into town and just start hammering away, which was wicked because up until then, I'd had zero attention from girls. <laughs> like, and, then, and then fucking all of a sudden, because at that point, obviously Libertines were massive, Arctic Monkeys were massive. Guitar was still king, you know, like kooks mm. were up there and what have you. So it was like, that's what the big thing was. So girls were still going mad about guys with guitars. So like straight <laughs> away, it was like, right, okay. <laughs> now, now this is a thing. And um, then I just formed my own band and started doing doing gigs. But yeah, from the busking in my school uniform, I, I'd only been playing guitar for a year and I got a, a slot at Glastonbury, um, only on a small stage, but... Don't matter, mate. You yeah. played it. It was mint, and I was writing my own tunes by them. Fuck. They, were, they were all right. I mean, they're fucking embarrassing now, but like, you've got know. to start somewhere, mate. Ain't you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No one just ended up playing fucking number one straight away, unless you're fucking Paul Weller. Paul Weller, of course. But you know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's Paul Weller, um, right, monkey. A hundred percent, mate. Now that that clip um, is it? I hope I think I know by Oasis, yeah. right? Um, I'm not just saying this. When I, I actually think I retweeted it. Oh, no, not retweeted it. I, I managed to um, share it on uh, Twitter and and um, 
I actually likened your voice to a young Steve Marriott, mate. Yes. Because if you, if you, I'm not, I'm not just saying it like Laurie, I'm not one of these people who says it to people to blow smoke up their ass, but I mean, credit when credit's due. When I first listened to that, I'm not even joking. I thought, fuck me. Like, Cheers, even man. when I first saw you and then forgot who you were, do you know what I mean? It was, yeah, the voice of you is definitely like a young Steve Marriott. And I get, not even a young Steve Marriott. And I bet you've, have you had that quite a lot? Though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it's my favourite compliment because he is, I'm, I'm nowhere near his calibre, but he was, in my opinion, the greatest rock and roll, rock and roll vocalist of all time. Mm. And frontman and general personality, I just don't think they come close. Like, well, they do come close. There's, you know, Liam Gallagher, fucking Paul Weller, obviously, Pete Doherty, mm. um, whoever else you can think of who's up there. I mean, Freddie Mercury's up there. <laughs> but like, uh, and John Lennon, obviously. But, you know, I think Steve Marriott is the greatest rock and roll vocalist ever, you know. Yeah, I mean. And to be compared to him, mate, it's the biggest compliment I could ever wish for. Good. So cheers. No, listen, mate, you've earned it. You know, there's a, it's not something you can just pull off, if you know what I mean. It's not like you're trying to imitate him. That's your own voice. But, you know, if a lot of people have said it, just carry on doing it, man, because I fucking <laughs> love it, man. And that's all that matters, you know, is that the people love it and that you love doing what you do, mate. Cheers, man. I get a bit embarrassed looking back at that, um, that I hope I think I know video. Cause my, the long hair. Yeah. Like, uh, the air's not right. I needed a, I needed an haircut. Um, <laughs> and also, I, I, I'd probably kill kill to have that voice again because it's a few years ago but like um it sounds too fucking maybe i'm being too critical but maybe i took a few few of the comments to heart because there was a lot of joker squally comments and blah 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 but maybe i don't know listen, we get it, mate, we? You're we get the abuse. it listen you're gonna have more people love you than you're gonna have people hate you and uh i i get it uh, you know when 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 you put yourself out there, you know, and people are watching you, it doesn't matter if you're you're juggling or fucking doing handstands in in the fucking nude. Someone's gonna find something to pull you yeah. up on. Do you know what I mean? So, I wouldn't worry, mate. Like I am, um, a lot of people fucking absolutely crucify me. Well, try to anyway, but I've I've got. To just block them now but i've been i used to just absolutely slate people but then it's like listen you can't be doing that you know you wouldn't see yeah. you wouldn't see like dynamo rip someone out would you and i was like well that's true i've got to calm it yeah. down but me you're too gonna, mate you're always gonna have someone though aren't you yeah but I, I wouldn't worry about it nine times out of ten they're people who wish they had half the talent that you had and that's why they're they're jealous mate so i wouldn't yeah. i wouldn't give a shit and if anything mate use them to your advantage so is funny enough i actually thought about this earlier um when i did a tour with the libs we played margate right winter gardens and the enemy were there personally for me was probably the worst show i've ever done right not through me being pissed up i was but it weren't through to that it was like just the person i brought up on the stage didn't know what was happening and then um someone threw a pint for whatever reason, I said, listen, mate, you've queued up on a Monday morning at the job centre for about two hours to pay for that pint, and now you've thrown it on me. You're a bit of a clown. <laughs> some people loved it, some people did it. And then after that, like, so I read the review, and it was like, we had this geezer, the magic mod, and uh, he's shambolic magic, and 
and unwitted humour. And I was thinking, mate, that, that, that's it's, the tricks are supposed to look like they've gone wrong and then I get them right, right? But ever since yeah. then, I've always used that article of the NME as a, uh, like a bit of a motivation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To think, well, if you think I'm shit, I'm going to make sure that I do stuff to prove you yeah. wrong. So yeah. if ever you get anything, my advice, I mean, not that you need advice from a magician, mate, but if ever you, um, you get a, a, someone give you something negative, mate, just use it to your advantage, mate. Say, right, here we go. Let's do this. Yeah. You know, I'm going to sell out. I'm going to sell out my own headline show. And which you did at the underworld, didn't you? Yeah, oh, man. Is it, it is the underworld, isn't the it? The underworld Camden, yeah, like under the world's end. But yeah, just going back to those, the, the trolls or whatever, or just the, pe the, the people, they're always, I always think of it like they're always either pissed, uh, hung over, or deeply unhappy or all of the above so mm. it doesn't fucking matter it reflects more on them than it does you and now i just rise above it but i used to fucking you know it is it, it is hard though because you, you take it as a personal attack on yourself you know you yeah. go especially when you eat sleep and drink this industry and then you you think you're right i'm happy where i am and then you get someone trying to knock you down but you carry on mate you're doing well yeah man yeah. What? And the, go on. No, go on. Go on. So, uh, what the the underworld gig was that? What we were talking about? Yeah, go on, mate. <laughs> I just spilt my orange juice. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, right, yeah, no. The yeah, the underworld was fucking mint, mate. It was. Um, it looked good. It did look good. Yeah, it was mad. I've I've actually we filmed it all. We got eight angles on it, and uh, we're just trying to sort out the audio at the minute. We filmed and recorded all of it. And then we're going to stick out a DVD. I know that's old school, but people still buy CDs and DVDs. So we'll we'll chuck it out and put it on YouTube. Obviously, Fucking we're not mega mate. We're not daft. But um, now nah, it looks it looks wicked. We just got to get it sounding as good as it did on the night, and then um, and then we'll chuck it out there. But it was fucking bedlam. Like like I'd never had that many people in one place singing the songs like before like and it just fucking took my head off man i absually loved it like you good know. good but yeah um, sold out the underworld and now we're trying to book the um the big show for later in the year the big london gig fuck knows oh we did book. we have penciled in the hackney round chapel which is 800 but um it it's tricky because it's a dry hire we've got to get stage lighting crew security toilets we've got yeah. the portaloons and all this bollocks so i think we're gonna have to just reevaluate and do somewhere like village underground or garage or i asked uh islington um assembly hall but their books up on the date we want but that sort of size venue what about, um, about the uh islington academy what's that how many is that we need They've got to be a thousand rooms, or just they? under like um how much is Islington Academy? Haven't they got? Isn't one of them one of the rooms is like seven hundred? The oh, other okay. one's like over a thousand. Because there's two rooms, isn't yeah. there? I'm sure there is. Yeah. There's one with a balcony. With those, with those O2 academies, though, it's really hard to get in without a promoter. Because we we just self promote because promoters mm. don't do anything and take all the money. So, like you know, no offense to any promoters watching, but I see ya. <laughs> but um, so we just do promote ourselves and um it it goes really well but then what happens with stuff like the o2 academies is it's really hard to get in there um 
without a, without a promoter. Yeah, it's got the yeah. off fence, but it's doable. Like Death and Guitar Pop have just got Shepherd's Bush Empire with no promoter, um, and they sold out Electric Ballroom with no promoter. So, you know, it's doable. Yeah, fucking right, mate. Or just play a couple of a couple of nights at the Underworld again, mate. You know, smash yeah. out three, four nights in a row. Yeah, that would be fucking class, actually. Go for it, man. What have you got coming up, though? Coming Let's talk up about that. Recording the second album in the coming months. Then we're off to France for a mini tour. First foot in France, which is nice. Doing um, Paris, Bethune, Arras, and somewhere else in the north, just the north. And uh, through that, a booking agent have got interested. So they want us later in the year to do a bit of a longer tour. So that's in March. April is the UK tour or the Great Britain tour. We're not coming to Belfast, unfortunately, but we are doing Great Britain. So we're doing Bristol, Birmingham, Manchester, um, Brighton, Birmingham. I already said that. Glasgow, Leeds, Cheltenham, Bristol, did I say that? Yeah, you said that four times. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing seven shows anyway up and down the country and uh, tickets available in my bio at lobbyright.co.uk. Or we'll stick you on the guest list, obviously. Oh, bless you, uh, Ben. You're right, mate. Bless <laughs> you, right. That means a lot, mate. I'd love to come and watch you. And uh, especially, with, is it the Molot Molotovs? Oh, yeah. Molot it's a double headliner with the Molotovs, man. They're fucking first class, mate. So good. Only, so I, just... I only discovered them. Someone, uh, Dean from the Albion yeah. Rooms, he used to, yeah, he messaged me about them. He said, have you heard of him? I said, I've sort of seen something, but I haven't sort of, banged on tuned in yet because of you know it's sometimes when you're on your phone you can only flick through and yeah you need to you know really take it in but what i've seen mate fucking hell man mega isn't next they? level so good like i i just um saw them i didn't know they were but we went to the mod father christmas party last year the electric ballroom brilliant and, um and i just saw these three mods blonde like bobbing around and i was like they look like summit they look fucking class i just didn't think anything about it but they were like you know the the fucking faces around the gap then um thought nothing of it a few months later uh, just scrolling instagram seeing a mad reel of like about 500 kids going mental in a fucking library right what? in wimbledon library they were just going like going absolutely mental to like my kind of music like sounded like the jam or like oasis or something and i was like who, who the fuck's this the molotovs what's this and then i was like oh it's those fucking it's that lot from the electric ballroom or i just saw walking around i fucking knew they must be someone so then i was like i only live in twickenham so wimbledon went far and i saw it was a residency so i was like right i'm gonna go down and see what it's all about went to the next one and just mate my head's still blown off like Seriously? honestly i think they're the best band i've seen since arctic monkeys and the response Ooh. that they're getting is of that. Like when I when I went down there, I think they had a few followers on Instagram, like a few thousand followers on Instagram, maybe like one to three thousand. And that was six months ago. They've now got twenty five thousand followers on Instagram, and they're just viral constantly because they're just they did hundred gigs last year, like just bang bang bang, two gigs a week. Fucking come on, and they mean business and they look business and. They're fucking sound people as well. We've got a lot of time for the Molotovs, so we've ended up good mates with them. Uh, we're doing a beer with them at uh, Haggerston Signature Brewery, 
Um, we're doing an alcohol-free version, obviously. Fucking but, love um, that. Love that. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, they're great. So we were like, let's just go on tour and done loads of bits with them now. And they're fucking, yeah, they're sound people. Loads of time for Good. Them. It's good to see, you know, the power of music and working together. When you've got fucking you and them on a lineup, mate, I'm, I'm going to have to uh, stick me old dancing shoes on next year or this year, innit? Yeah. And, and, and uh, get on down to one of them, mate, 100%. But yeah, listen, I'm... have you got anything else you want to get out there while we're, while we're, while we're here, mate? Uh, get to the Marquis or the Marquis. It's either. I don't know how you pronounce it, but the Marquis Sunday, Covent Garden, 4 p.m. till 7 p.m. Uh, for a knees up. And um, Haggerston Brewery, London Signature Brew, 2nd of March for our beer launch and just having a great knees up again. Come to the tour um, and get on the end of it. Debut album, go stream it, get it on vinyl, whatever. But more to the point, thanks so much for having me, Mod. No, not, not a problem, Pleasure mate. Not a problem. Uh, I'm glad you glad you come on, mate. It's, as I said, I've uh, seen this stuff for a while. And I wanted to hear more about your story. So um, when I do these chats, it's more just getting to know people more, and then then you go and dig deep into their more of their music, and then you go right. That makes sense now. Why they sung this? Why they sung that? So thanks for joining me, mate. And um, I hopefully I catch up with you soon. Yes, mate. Definitely. I'll give you a shout when we come to Belfast as well. And I'll give you a shout when I come back your end, all right? Do it, mate. Yes, mate. It'll be good to go for a drink. Listen, uh, well, you know, no, a listen, listen <laughs> I think it's best if we stay off on the zero zeros, otherwise Camden might end up getting fucking burnt down if we were on the source, <laughs> mate, I tell you. Yeah. But, oh, that'd be a fucking interesting one anyway. Mate, it'd be a story, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen. Exactly. That'd be the next 12 years of research. <laughs> Fuck. wish that on anyone, mate. Listen, Laurie, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. And nice I wish one. you Likewise, all the success man. in the world, man. And you, man. And I'll catch up with you soon, brother. Have a crack in 2024. I'll see you. Well, I'll see you soon anyway. Of course you will, mate. Of course you will. Look after yourself. Peace and love. And you. Take care. Take now. care, man. Take care. Bye-bye. The man will pick up the wrist and